Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we're live. So hi there, everyone. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Daisy. I'm also the founder of Array Digital. We exist to work with law firms to help them grow their pipelines with digital marketing. So if you need those things, please, please reach out, go to ArrayLaw.com. Today, I have a special guest, Nicholas. Welcome. Nicholas is coming from South Carolina. He specializes in personal injury, and we're excited to learn his about his practice and hear his story about how he's grown his firm. So uh, welcome. Thanks. Immediate disclaimer, South Carolina Bar doesn't let us call ourselves specialists. So I uh, concentrate in personal injury and I like to consider myself a specialist, but I can't call myself a specialist. Well, I can. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I'm in Virginia, so I don't like, I don't care. But uh, yeah, so tell us really, you know, how, I guess your journey, what was your journey to uh, get where you are today? Uh, And, you know, a little personal and then, you know, We'll dive in some more in-depth questions about your practice, about your firm. Yeah. You know, I'm originally from Great Neck, Long Island. I went to uh, College of Charleston for undergrad, went to University of South Carolina for law school, and then ended up back in Charleston and worked for a couple of big firms there, did a little bit of everything. The first law firm was the old, um, I don't know if you remember Senator Fritz Hollings, but it used to be Hollings, Hawkins, and Morris. It was Judge Falcon Hawkins, federal judge, and Senator Fritz Hollings old firm uh, that I worked for and got great education there. Then went and did a little defense work for State Farm. And then I decided I just wanted to hang my own shingle. And um, I did that in 1986. I hung my own shingle. So I'm kind of an old timer. I know I look good for my age, but uh, I've been around for a while. And uh, when I first started, I did a little bit of everything. I kind of wanted to really grow my practice quickly. And I was probably less equipped than I thought I was. And I did entertainment law. I did business law. I did family law. I did, you know, you name it, I did it. Um, And as the business started to grow, I kind of honed it down to just family law. And when I say family law, that also the family courts have jurisdiction over juvenile crime. So it's not only just divorce and child custody, but juvenile crime, because I also did criminal defense. And then uh, the third major area was personal injury. And of course, that umbrella includes everything you can think of where somebody's injured and there's insurance on the other side, products, liability, dog bites, uh, workers comp, of course, auto accidents, med mal, and the list goes on and on. And now don't do as much family law as we did uh, because the personal injury has grown so much. And once I realized that I was spending 80% of my time on 20% of my income, I hired an associate to do the family stuff. And and I concentrate mainly on the personal injury, which is uh, the the main focus of our practice. Excellent. Yeah. So that's what I could see. Uh, everyone tuning in uh, here, the website address is at the bottom of my screen, but go check a look at his website. But yeah, from what I could see, it was it seemed like you, you focused mainly on um, personal injury and, and that was the, the core of the practice. But it's interesting, I think, how, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, started my business in marketing and uh, website development design, all that stuff. Everyone's your client and you'll you kind of take whatever you can and you want to just not say no to things. You want, hey, I can help, I can help you with that. Right. Um, and then it seems like 
you know, later on, you start to figure out really where you want to be, uh, what makes sense, what you're passionate about, what brings in the money. There's a lot of factors, but you know, for us too, it, we, we niche with law firms now, but it, it was a long road to get there. You know. And it's a constant evolution. Things evolve as society does, as technology does, especially with the COVID stuff. You know, the practice of law has changed. Your business has probably grown as a result of that because there's so many more people online and doing things electronically. Uh, and we've learned as a profession that we can do a lot more online than than we ever thought we could. And I hope some of that never changes. Uh, <laughs> for, for me to drive an hour to a hearing to sit for an hour to be called for a five minute hearing when I can do it on, you know, a Zoom call or StreamYard or something like that, where they call me when they're ready, or I can do a mediation that way. I can do depositions are a little different because you could sometimes want to be in the room with the person and the other lawyer and kind of really see facial expressions and the micro expressions and things like that that you may lose on the on the internet. But you know, hearings mediations, things like that, all of those things are easily done uh, online. It makes everything more efficient. Yeah. I mean, I, I speak to a lot of, of lawyers and um, I hear the same thing and, and that has improved their business. They've, they're able to see more people, talk to more people, you know, where they say if they're in a certain state or New York or something like that, they're able to, you know, handle referrals and cases much further away than they would have normally because they used to have to either drive or travel or have that, that potential client come to them. So it seems it's really opened it up to allowing, I guess the efficiency is really what's done it. So a positive thing out of COVID, if, if you want to call it that. So no doubt. No doubt. So excellent. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about a little bit um, about the the practice and how you know, I guess let's talk about maybe how you started and, and got clients versus now and what you're doing to, to get clients yeah, so, you know, as a young lawyer, it was all about, I was in with a group of lawyers. Once I hung my own shingle, I was in with a group of lawyers that were all renting and we were in a suite. And I basically told them, I said, I'll talk to anybody about anything. And, and if I couldn't help them, if nothing else, they came to my office, they shook my hand, they got my business card, and I may have referred them somewhere else, but at least they knew who I was and where I was from. And, and that helped grow my practice just on a personal level. As things started to grow and I started to whittle down really what I wanted to focus on, it became a lot easier to get clients just by self-promotion, you know, again, going to business after our gatherings that some of the local organizations here, I was involved with my church. Uh, I was single for a long time. And so I was able to really kind of, you know, I could go to political parties. I could go to both Republican and Democrat. Nobody knew the difference. <laughs> so, you know, so I was, I was the man about town and a big fish in a small sea, if you would. As Red tie, blue tie. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to being in New York City where you may not be able to do that. Charleston had a fairly small bar at the time, maybe a thousand lawyers, and everybody was in their own niche. And I was able to kind of self-promote myself at all these functions and things that I was involved in. And back then, you know, TV advertising, the internet didn't really even exist. And the TV advertising was not as prolific as it is now. And so everybody had a quarter page size yellow page ad. And, you know, you basically got clients through friends, family, prior clients, things like that, and lawyer referrals. Now it's a free-for-all. 
you know, now it's different. Now, if you're not on the internet with, you know, a good website that Google likes and crawls and promotes and, you know, everybody can't be on page one of Google. So you've got that whole fight there, social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is, you know, you want to be everywhere. There's no magic bullet with marketing. You think, oh, well, if I just get a TV commercial, you know, the, the phone's going to ring off the hook. <laughs> well, this is a very competitive market, especially, especially in the personal injury world. Absolutely. Everybody's on TV now. And, you know, it's not, you know, in the old days, quote unquote, you know, people came to you on merit because you had a good reputation, because people knew you, people used you, people liked you. Now, you know, people get phone calls because they outspend the other guy. And it's, oh, <laughs> oh who's spending more money? And so what you see now is you now have people coming from other jurisdictions infiltrating our market and they're from Savannah, Georgia, or they are from, you know, Florida or wherever, and they're not even Charleston lawyers. Oh, and wow. it's like, oh, who's this guy? And all of a sudden there's billboards, you know, they, they, they call it the hundred percenters where they blanket the market with everything available to them to get a piece of that market. And it's very competitive and it's very expensive. And again, there's no silver bullet. So you have to do the things that you do at your business with the digital marketing and things, but even TV commercials are no longer as effective as they were because you have the millennials who are, or whatever they call them now, <laughs> or that are cord cutters and they don't yep. watch traditional TV. I don't have traditional TV. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so what do you do? So at that point, then you do OTT so that yep. you can kind of still cut through the clutter and still be there. I don't watch commercials anymore. If I'm watching traditional TV, I DVR everything and I yep. fast forward it. I mean, even if I'm going to watch a football game, I'll sit yeah. for 15 minutes and make a sandwich just so that I don't <laughs> have to watch the commercials. But it's, it's time. It's like a cue to get up. It's it's like, okay, let's go, you know, go get a beer or some food. But it also, you know, it's also an artificial interruption and, you know, who needs it? So, you know, as a lawyer, whether you're a young lawyer opening your practice for the first time and you're trying to get clients and trying to build your practice and trying to get your name out there, or you're an old timer like me that's been around that has done everything from social media, TV, radio, print stuff in the local newspaper. I used to do a Q&A um, in the local paper. I mean, I wrote the questions and the answers, but, you know, I was the, the rabbi of the law. Um, you know, just to get my name out there and, and do whatever I could do. But it's still, you know, it's not enough. Now people are wrapping buses with their name and they've got billboards all over town. They've got every angle. They got it covered. Yeah. Uh, community involvement. Oh, someone, Clicus Law Firm, giving away $10,000 to the local high school for this, that, you know, there, there's no end to what you can do, but, it, yeah. you know, it still may not be enough. There, There's so much that, you know, people are doing these days. And it, you know, in my opinion, it's unfortunate that, I think it's detracted from the practice of law a little bit. I think that, you know, lawyers, the old time family lawyer from Mayberry RFD, I think is a dying breed. The guy that did everything. He, you know, did your closing. He did your, your will when somebody died. He did, you know, all the things for your family when your kid got arrested or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And you the know, family lawyer, yeah. Yeah, lawyers are becoming more like doctors. We're becoming very pigeonholed in what we do, you know, at, like you said earlier, specialized in a, in a certain area. You know, the general practitioner is somewhat of a dying breed and it's like, oh, that guy does tax, that guy does real estate, that guy does PI and, and that's kind of where we've come. But unfortunately, in the personal injury world, I think it's cheapened the profession a little bit by all of the advertising and all of the yeah. social media. And it's a necessary evil. I mean, I'm there, so I'm a little hypocritical. So I'm on TV, <laughs> but I hate it. You know, I mean, I'd rather not. In the old days, I got business because I was a good lawyer and people liked me. Now, if you're not on TV, you know, people don't know who you are. Yeah, if you're, you know, 
you, you made a good point too is say I'm an accident and I go on my phone because I don't have a, a referral or a lawyer in mind, then I'm going to Google. And then if you're not there, then you're not yeah. getting the call. <laughs> so, problem is, you know, Kevin, the reality is that I rather people call me because of a personal referral based on my merit. Um, you know, if you needed a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon, are you going to call somebody who's on the TV jumping up and down, you know, call this 1-800 number because, you know, I, I want your business and I'm a brain surgeon. No, you're going to go do your homework and due diligence and find out who's really good at what they do because it's important stuff. And the practice of law is, but because of social media and, and TV and all the commercialization of our uh, marketing, I think people have lost sight of you know, who's a good lawyer as opposed to who's out spending the other guy. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And it's, I think I, anyone listening, I think list, you know, being in the right places and, and being there when someone's searching, cause you, I think of it this way, if you believe you do a good job and you can help people and you want to help people, then by you showing up in places like search, say, I'm just gonna use that as an example. When someone's searching billboards and all that stuff, some of the hype and just crazy commercials and stuff like that, you know, that's a totally different way of doing things. But if you want to just be there when they're looking, if you believe that you can help them, then if you can be there when they're searching and they click on you, then you're what, you know, you still have to show that, you know, you're professional, that you're going to take care of them and that you, there's good validation and you can back it all up. So I think, you know, some of the crazy commercials, people jump up and down and yelling and screaming, you know, that's a totally different tactic really than, than we, you know, Right. And, and, that, and, that's the, <laughs> and that's what we talk about all the time is the integrity factor. So yeah. do you want to do the, you know, used car salesman thing. And, and, and I don't mean to insult used car salesmen. It's my best friend to sell cars. But <laughs> that, that, that image that, that is projected sometimes with the craziness, that's what I'm talking about, Chief, in the profession. It's different if you get on the air and say, hi, I'm Nicholas Klikas and I practice law in Charleston, South Carolina, and this is what I do. Please call me. You know, that's one thing. But when you're jumping out of the, the screen of the TV or you're, you know, got all these theatrics and stuff like that, it may be eye catching. But unfortunately, you know, I wouldn't it? call those folks. And, and you wonder who's, who is that's the great factors. Then who's calling those guys as opposed to somebody that is a, a high integrity type person? Well, yeah, I think it depends, um, you know, what you're looking for. Right. And affirm what's your target audience, what's your ideal prospect. And if it is just that people are going to make the calls off the bus or crazy commercials, then that's your business. But again, me personally, that's the last person I would call. And I think, but, you know, as young lawyers yeah. coming in that want to, you know, get their own business rolling, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to go with big firms anymore because of COVID and stuff. And they have to hang their own shingle. You know, I encourage them to do stuff like what you do. If, if you're not on a digital platform, if you're not, you know, using people like you and some form of media. I, I don't necessarily encourage TV. I do it just because I, everybody else is doing it and I'm there. But they've got to do your thing. They've got to do the stuff that you guys do. You have to have a website. You have to have certain things. And I would think that guys that have been in practice for a while, if they don't know that, then they're missing a boat somewhere. Well, there we go. Well, so real quick, and then I'll another question, a uh, couple more questions for you. Um, interestingly enough, there's um, kind of near where I live, there's some billboards for uh, a lawyer, personal injury lawyer, car accidents. And it came up in the conversation, I was sitting down with a lawyer that I know is a friend of mine just for lunch, it had nothing to do with uh, with this or um, he's not a client, but we were just chatting and 
he was telling me that that one lawyer that has all these billboards doesn't actually even do anything for the people. He just gets the lead and he takes them to sit them down with another law firm office. And then he gets a piece of the, he just gets a, a referral fee or whatever. So he's marketing and doing all this stuff. And he's actually not even practicing law. There are lawyers up here that do that. They advertise and they refer and they get half the fee and they don't really practice law. They haven't been in a courtroom. You know, they're, you know, you hold yourself out as a trial lawyer, but are you trying cases or are you just, you know, doing a quick settlement and, and, and referring the difficult things down the road? I mean, it's, yeah. And, and, you know, John Q public doesn't know the difference. They don't know, you know, South Carolina has grown by leaps and bounds with people moving here. You know, the, I don't know what the stats are, 40, 60 families a day are moving to Charleston, oh, wow. Berkeley. And yeah, and they're, they're coming by droves. So when they show up and they're new to the community and they turn on the TV and they see somebody's ad, they don't know if, you know, he went to the College of Charleston and University of South Carolina School of Law or he's from Savannah and has never been to Charleston and has never tried a case here. You know, so they don't know the difference. They just see the ad. My ad with somebody else's, and they have to make a decision. What's that decision based on? It's not necessarily on on all the facts. Well, I I guess the the main thing you you said, which is still the reality, is if you're not there when someone's looking, you're not there. So I think it's easy to say, well, I'm referral only. I'm a I pride myself on word of mouth, and I hear that a lot. But if you're actually trying to grow, that's just not going to be a good you know, method, especially these days, it's, you have to be doing those fundamentals. Um, you have to be available when people are looking for you and you don't have to do the screaming ads and crazy stuff like that, but just being in the right areas, you know, it's really about looking at your business. What do you want to do? What kind of clients you want to have, which areas of practice you're, you want to grow and, and stay in. And that's, you build a strategy around that. Yeah. So what do they call it in marketing? Toma, top of mind awareness. How do you get there? And there are different paths and you can take one path so that when somebody gets in an accident, you're at the top of their mind and you can take an integrity path where, you know, do things that you still feel good about. I I don't like the cheesy commercials, so I don't do those. And again, I think, you know, everybody has their own way of promoting themselves, but they're, you know, at the expense of repeating myself, no silver bullet. You got to do a little bit of everything. You got to kind of be a little bit of everywhere to, yeah. to, to be in that Toma, that top of mind awareness. Yeah. also, uh, you know, where you're doing, you went from one family law to other things and it kind of settled into personal injury to do it in all those practice areas. I see a lot of firms will have, you know, 20 different practice areas and you don't have a marketing advertising budget to to infiltrate the market on all those like so, so you have to be kind of specific in your marketing and you, you can't win all those battles unless true. you have a massive budget true 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 so uh what is your plans what's the next two to five years look like uh with your firm i know you've you so you've been in business for yourself since 86 uh but what is what's the next couple of years look like what's your plans so some of the uh, strategic strategic decisions that I've made, um, I was downtown Charleston, which is beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been here, but it's a very historic town. And we were right in the middle of the market area. And, um, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous area. Great restaurants and stuff. But I, uh, I sold part of that law building and I left some of my lawyers down there. And then I moved me and part, part of my practice to North Charleston which is a little more equidistant to the tri-county area of Charleston, Berkeley, and Dorchester County. When I refer to all those people move into the area, that's really Berkeley and Dorchester County. And people from that area are not going to drive all the way downtown to fight tourists, parking, and traffic to meet with a lawyer when North Charleston is right in the middle of all three counties. So part of my uh, decision-making to move up here was to be closer 
to that sample of people. And then the, uh, the next thing I've got, and I'm probably even behind the curve on this, is um, I've got a bilingual lawyer coming to work for me September 1st. Uh, because there's a big uh, Hispanic Latino community up here, you know, just the way the country's going, you kind of need that. And mm-hmm. yeah. that is something that, you know, I think everybody is kind of going in that direction. And I encourage that because there are a lot of those people that don't speak English or may not be legal citizens. And they're a little bit afraid of approaching an, an attorney or a law office wondering whether or not they're quasi-governmental or something, and you need somebody that is in their community, speaks their language, and makes them feel welcome to come here. So I'm hoping that between moving up here and having my bilingual attorney coming, that uh, that'll help grow my practice just uh, grassroots. That sounds like really good decisions there uh, on your part. (laughs) And so, yeah, in any major area like that, it's the parking, the travel, the traffic. Um, So it sounds like now, now you basically, you have two offices instead of one, correct? Yeah, we always had a North Charleston satellite office because we knew there was a demand up here. Uh, But as that demand grew, now we kind of flipped it so that the downtown office is more the satellite office. Um, And I've only got one lawyer down there and a secretary. uh, And then the the rest of us have moved up here. And then again, I've got my new lawyer starting next week and hopefully we'll grow. And, And then, of course, our marketing will take a little bit of a turn uh, as well as as she comes on board to cater to that community as well. Do some stuff on Telemundo or, or, you know, wherever, you know, that I I have a marketing rep that helps me with some of my stuff and wherever, you know, we decide that that would best be served. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Sounds like you got some good plans coming ahead and things are starting to work out. So that's, that's really cool. Um, And, you know, at, since you started your firm, you're, you're still making those decisions. You're still, still growing and still moving ahead. So, so that's, that's really impressive. Well, as um, we talked about earlier, same with your practice, you have to evolve as society evolves, as technology evolves, as things, as demands change, you know, we've got to, you got to roll with the punches. Otherwise you'll be left in the dust. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thanks for coming on. Let me put your web address. I actually put it in the comments so people can check that out as well. I guess what, anything else you'd like to add before we, uh, let you go. I don't want to waste up too much of your time today. No, I, I hope I didn't focus too much on the marketing stuff. I, I know you wanted to get to know hey. me more, but I thought it was relevant. And it, it's <laughs> and it's a really a big part of the practice these days. You know, practicing law is one thing, but you also have to run your business. you got to rein make things. You know, you got to bring the business in. And, um, and that is, you know, ever evolving as well. Hey, well, you're preaching the choir here. So, I mean, this is what we do. It's all, you know, so it's, I like having this conversation. So I wanted to kind of let you, you know, we keep exploring that. So I, I, I think that's great. We talk more about the marketing aspects. I feel like, you know, a lot of firms that I speak with, some are doing just, I, I either have like, there's just, they're crushing it at marketing so much that they're doing just over the top things and, you know, doing things in places you wouldn't expect. Or there's the ones that are almost not doing anything, but the word of mouth. You know, and then, so it's, I, yeah, I think it's a good conversation because you're, I think somewhere in the middle, it's like, you're not doing TikTok and you're not doing this, the crazy commercials, all stuff, which I'm not recommending to everybody, but um, you have good, strong plans. There's fundamentals that I believe in that you are doing as well, uh, having a good website, taking care of things, but also keeping that integrity, representing yourself as a professional, building that trust with people. So I think the, the mix of, yeah, I need to be out there and have exposure but I also need to maintain a certain level of trust, integrity, and um, validation. And I, I think that's kind of the, the winning recipe right there. 
Yeah. So and you always have to keep your eyes and ears open, you know, build a better mousetrap and, and, you know, see, see what's out there. People call me all the time about, Hey, would you like to try this? Would you like to try that? Most of the time I say no, but every once in a while, if somebody comes across like yourself and it's like, wait a minute, this looks interesting. And this looks like this can help my practice. So, you know, let me lend an ear and, and see what we can do for each other. Yeah. I mean, with my, uh, obviously I have a sales team and you know, when they call it, say, Hey, if you give me like 15 minutes and I can show you a way that we can improve, would you give us 15 minutes to show it to you? And that's pretty much our approach is I, I can either show it and you know, you can, you can take a look or, or not. And so it's not always a fit for everybody, but, but uh, yeah, it, it's nice that you're been exploring. And, you know, I, I think it's with what you've been saying, like all the changes and, and how things are moving so fast that every managing partner should be going, okay, if I have someone that's going to show me something that can improve my pipeline through marketing of any sort, not maybe it's not digital, maybe it's some new form of traditional. And you should be willing to say, Hey, yeah, give me 15 minutes. I'll, I'll, if you can show me, I'm interested. Cause that should be happening every month. It's there's so many changes going on, new platforms, TikTok, um, Snapchat. So yep. will this work for my business or will it not work, work for my business? And I think we need to be, you know, careful about early adopting everything, but really evaluating, Hey, is this, you know, this is going to be good for my business or not. And so, well, you that's know, true. You, know, you can't say yes to everything and you can say no to everything. Yeah. You got to find out what works. Yeah, but it's, I love hearing the success stories where I'm like, wow, you know, law firm with like 50,000 Instagram followers. Like, how did you do that? And, you know, they they started early. They said, hey, this is going to be big. Where even today, you know, law firms will be like, I don't know if that's the right fit for us. Um, well, you can easily show them the same, a firm with the same practice area crushing it, you know, and it's successful for them. Right. But it's just a matter of, taking that chance and, and saying, Hey, we're going to make this work. Right. 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 Well, Nick, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you? Well, of course, um, as you said, the clickus.com website has a contact page and I think there's a click to call as well, where you can click our phone number, eight, four, three, nine million. Um, but you know, I'm not adverse to somebody, uh, emailing me directly as well at Nick at clickus.com and I see K at clekis.com and, and just email me directly and i'm very responsive so um, excellent I'm happy to hear from prospective clients or other lawyers or whoever it may be i'll, I'll talk to anybody <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you talking to me today so <laughs> so everyone listening check out more episodes like this uh next episode will be on our youtube uh, as early as today it's up on uh, our linkedin facebook but then also soon uh it'll be up on our website arraylaw.com slash podcast uh, it'll also be up on our uh our podcast up on every podcasting platform and then also we'll be chopping this up making some really great content uh for nick and his firm and we'll be sharing that out on our social media instagram stories facebook so stay tuned as you see nick out on our platforms and uh that's it if you need help with digital marketing your law firm that's looking for that edge uh, want us to evaluate what you're doing, what's working, what's not, reach out to us, go to raylaw.com. Uh, again, just like Nick, you email us, send a form, it comes through. I'm going to see it and then I'm going to reach out or have one of my people reach out to you. So uh, again, if you need help, let us know, reach out and thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Thanks, Kevin. All right, Nick, stay on with me. Everyone else, have a good day.